If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. It is time to have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Right. What's jazzing? Yeah. Hey. I'm Damian Lamar. Welcome to Taste Test Live. Our podcast features in-depth music discussions, passion-filled opinions, along with interviews by creatives, change makers, and artisans. Back again for another great week in the studio is MJ Baker yes. and it and Blue Francois. I'm yeah. trying to say you guys i'm good i'm good i'm yeah, good that's good this has been this has been um a good couple weeks january actually it's not even two weeks into january yet and i have to say all the seeds that i planted are coming to fruition i'm i'm, I'm, I'm seeing sprouts yeah it's good i'm seeing sprouts that's good yeah and that means growth yeah yeah right that's awesome okay so make sure if you're planting seeds or if you planted seeds make sure you water those babies <laughs> and get some good sunshine and give them room to breathe right for sure so um, uh, MJ can you take a quick moment and tell our first time listeners how they can be a part of our show yes if you are interested or know someone who might want to promote an upcoming single new album concert or just drop by to share our newest project get in touch with us head over to our website at tastetest.live complete the form to be a guest on the show if you like what you heard please follow us on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at taste test radio that's fantastic fantastic we're going to jump right to our first interview of today yes we have joining us in studio one a person that's known me as longer before i even knew myself Mm. Mm. miss lashonda lj holloway Hey. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. So happy to have me. you here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you are a trailblazer. Yes. For for lack of a better word, I have to say. Well, I you know I just like to keep it real, and I will say that I'm a little colored girl from Jacksonville, Florida, mm. and so that's who I am in my heart, and that's who I'll probably always be. So, look, if you want to talk about the titles, you can, but that doesn't make a leader. That's it. That's right. Leaders show up. That's yes. Right. right. That's right. Okay. So, tell us about what, what you have going on, um, because I, I see you doing, I've seen you over the over the course of my lifetime making some serious strides and some some um, regimented impacts wow. that have that have actually led up to where you are today. So I love that term, regimented impacts. Mm-hmm. That just well, came out from the ether. I'm yeah. like, I like that. I'm going to have to yeah. use that. So um, right now, I am a candidate to represent the people of the 5th Congressional yes. District. Mm-hmm. And um, I am really, you know, 
excited about this particular candidacy because I realize that at this juncture in our city, we are at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. When I ran for Congress in 2016, most people were not engaged. But as a result of the climate that we're currently in, people really are paying attention. So now when I show up, people are like, you know what? You know what? The incumbent has to go. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I concur wholeheartedly. That's why I'm in the race. Right. And so people, you know, I'm I'm calling, you know, t- different places and say, hey, can I come? And people are like, yes, by all means, LJ. And like what you were talking about, you know, when you plant seeds, you know, and you water them and you watch them grow, I am starting to see the fruit from my labor okay. because peop- uh, I was just in Tallahassee yesterday and um, I told a young man who I was and I said, you know, I hope I can earn your vote. He was like, oh, Miss LJ, I know you. You got receipts. And exactly. I was like, oh. <laughs> he was like, you got receipts. And so I was like, what? And he was like, you got receipts. And I was like, okay. So he started telling me, you know, places where he'd seen me. And I was like, oh, you just never know, you know. That's but right. I show up and I do the work. And so in my mind, that's what it is. You show mm-hmm. up and you do the work. And, you know, who knew that this young man would know who I was, you know. And I mean, I've just been seeing, you know, instances of that all across the district. And the district goes um, from Jacksonville to West of Tallahassee to Gadsden County. Oh, wow. So you're talking about eight counties in 18 cities. Mm. And it is a minority majority district. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, the people in the 5th Congressional District, I believe, have been largely underrepresented and ignored because people don't necessarily listen to poor people and nobody advocates for the least of these. Mm. Right. You right, know, right, it's right. unfortunate, you know, but that's why I started all about healthcare advocates, you know, because right. after I had a brain tumor, look, I realized that no one was advocating for patients. You know, you know, big pharma has their lobbyists, you know, insurance right. companies have their lobbyists, but who's actually lobbying for patients? Mm. And so um, that is one of the reasons why I want to go back to the Hill, and I say back to the Hill because I worked on Capitol Hill for Congresswoman Carrie Meek, who was from Miami, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, Haiti earlier, but when I worked for Congresswoman Carrie Meek, um, we had a Haitian delegation to come Mm -hmm. so that we could um, actually um, lobby on the Hill, because at that time, that's when they were trying to get their democracy, and that was before Aristide was overthrown. overthrown. He's out of there. Yeah, so for all those reasons, um, that's why I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, yeah. I am American born and bred, but I do believe in a democracy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we needed it over there. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So from from a, a, a I'm trying to f- figure out how to phrase this question um, from a constituent perspective and a perspective of young, engaging individuals, people that you've you've said, OK, I know what the issues are. I'm sort of being thrown at this, you know, um, What's happening in the White House? What ha- what's happening with the current in- administration on a global scale? They're being forced to deal with global issues now, not right. just local, not just nationwide. These are international, global issues that are affecting us all. 
how do you, what do you, what are your talking points? Like, what are some of the things that you, you, you speak on from where you're going to be in Congress? So uh, one of the things I want is for people to be civically engaged. I don't know if when you were in school, if you took civics, mm-hmm. but going across the uh, campaign trail or along the 5th Congressional District, along the I-10 corridor, you'll be surprised. I mean, there's even candidates in the race who don't know the difference between congressional issues and state issues, right? Mm. So um, there's another person who's in the race who lives in Orange Park who actually has literature out. And that literature has, you know, teacher raises. Well, I want teachers to get raises too. But hear me when I say to you, that is a state issue. That's yeah. not a federal issue. So that's at the governor's level. Yeah, not that's at, a, that's yeah, exactly the state legislature, yeah. right? So it's not a federal issue. So issues that you know, so people don't even understand the role of Congress. Right. You wow. know, Congress makes and abridge laws. I remember when I ran in 2016, and I would tell people that you know I'm a lawyer and I worked on Capitol Hill for Congresswoman Carrie Meek. People were like thinking that I was like trying to be like lofty mm, or whatever, or like, yeah. you know, showing my you know, prowess. And I'm like, no, Congress makes and abridge laws. That's why that's important. That's important. Exactly. I mean, you want someone that yes, nowadays, the days of earmarks are over. So you want someone who understands the Constitution, right. who knows when to challenge, who knows when to speak truth to power. And that's why we've been so underserved, because you have so many people who are in positions who don't know, A, how to write a bill or even how to get something passed in what's called markup, because before mm-hmm. something go becomes a bill, it of course you know goes to markup and goes to committee. But if you can't negotiate and get your colleagues you know to approve your language in the bill, then it there goes, is no bill. There is no bill, and it goes <laughs> nowhere. I mean, yeah. I won't even talk about you know previous members, which is why I decided to run. But at the end of the day, that's what we need. We need people who can bring home money. My member worked on the Appropriations Committee. Congresswoman Meek was on the Appropriations Committee. And so when you know the kind of dollars and the number of zeros that are appropriated for districts and you see what we actually bring back to this district and oftentimes it's appalling, it's appalling. and oftentimes mm-hmm. that money doesn't even come to the district. It might come back to the Florida delegation. Mm-hmm. Case in point, you know, people will brag and say that they built the courthouse. Well, the courthouse is not in Congressional District 5. Uh-huh. That's actually Congressional District 4. So what you did was you helped another congressperson bring money (laughs) in the Florida delegation. To to, somebody else's district. Yes, it was in Jacksonville. But the the way the district is drawn, but that's the thing, people don't even understand, you know, where the district board lies or what congressional district they live in. You know, when I talked to people, I was like, well, I don't know what congressional district I live in. They don't know they live in three, four, or five. So how can they find, how can they start? So one, you can start by registering to vote and when you register to vote they send you a card and on that card it says you know <laughs> what district you're in so most people don't even know what city council district they live in right. let alone state house district or congressional district you know so that that's a start just understanding civics and being educated but you can also go to the supervisor of elections website and type in your address and it will tell you Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I just want to say this, too. I think over the years, you know, um, the focus was so much on presidential, was so much on the higher levels, mm-hmm. uh, meaning 
I think people forgot about districts and they forgot about, you know, what what the I mean? importance of a what local election. Correct. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's important to know who your mayor is, who your city council is and who your congressperson is. And I think we got so focused on who's running the country, yeah. but who's running the country are the people underneath. And I think think now, like you were saying, with the climate change and with the things that have been happening, I think people are like, wait a minute, these the people who, oh, I think it's hitting people that. Right. Like case in point. Checks and balances. Right. Right. With this. Exactly. That's what the legislative branch of the legislative body does. It serves as a check and balance. So if we had control, um, I'm a Democrat. And if we had control of the House and the Senate, then we could get things passed. But of course, we don't have control of the Senate. And we talk about impeachment hearings. That's why the House was able to vote to get the president impeached. But what really determines whether or not he's removed from office is the Senate when they have that trial. And the Senate has a majority, you know. So if you don't vote in that particular election. So many people just go in and they'll just vote for president and leave everything else blank. And I have probably um, a network of about 3,000 people um, indirectly who vote the way, you know, some of my friends will, they have their own group chats with their family and friends or whatever. And they be like, Holloway, who do you say or whatever? And then they send it to their networks and friends at barbershops and salons and they do that. Right? But you'll be surprised the number of people when we had the constitutional amendment on the ballot, they was like, oh, I'm not just going to vote for those. Or it was about whether or not to retain judges. People choose not to not to engage right. or vote for that. Yeah. But that's so very important. Absolutely. If you are, I mean, we know as black and brown people that typically black and brown people are the ones who are incarcerated at a very high level. So why wouldn't you research and see how a judge is, you know, ruling right. from the bench? Yeah. Why would you ignore it? Because or, they, or they wait till they get to the ballot and they have no clue. And, well, they they make, do, and they just they, they leave it alone or do Christmas trees or just vote yes or leave or leave it right. blank. Yeah. And so a no vote is essentially a yes vote. Yeah. That's right. You know, it's so, like not deciding. When not, I tell people not, they say I haven't decided yet. Well, actually, you have decided you not have, to decide. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so the decision will be made for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell young people who say it doesn't matter or I won't vote. And I'm like, are you pleased with the minimum wage or do you want Social Security to be expanded? Because Uncle Sam going to take that money out your check whether you vote or not. So you you might as well have a say, you know, and vote mm-hmm. because, look, I mean, the fe- the federal government determines what the federal minimum wage is. And the federal government, you know, of course, takes Social Security out of your right, check right, and they right. take Medicare out of your check. But every day they are cutting benefits every day. And you see it yeah. with a lot of the seniors, you know, who can't and afford. our veterans, too. Yeah. yeah. But veterans, of course, um, they do have benefits um, that are outside of Social Security or mm-hmm. Medicare, but you'll be surprised of the number of veterans who don't apply for their benefits because A, they don't know how to, or they don't know the requirements or are embarrassed to admit that they need help. Mm-hmm. So veteran, you know, in that's I'm sorry I you even said that because <laughs> um, you know that the incumbent of course um, <laughs> is you know they're building a veterans hospital yeah. in Ponte Vedra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? How are they gonna get the? <laughs> so that's more revenue for 
Ponte Vedra. St. John's County for Ponte Vedra, right? Yeah. But there are more veterans in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has three military installations, right? That's right. We have Mayport, we have Cecil right. Field, and yeah. we have Naval Air Station, right? So those people will have to drive even further to go to Well, again, you're out of your district. But it's okay, because right now they have to go to Lake City or Gainesville. Mm. And that's true. Yeah, I, and, I have a lot of military friends. You're right. Right. And the veteran, I mean, in the veteran cemetery, of course, is, you know, in Jacksonville. But of course, it's almost it's past the airport. But the reality is, you know, people will still have to drive 45. It's plus. not it's not convenient. And here's the thing. I, you know, I'll say education is key. Education is definitely key because I was not I was just taught vote. But I was never, I was never taught, you know, I just voted how my mom voted, right? So I was never taught. Then, then when I really started getting exposed to certain things, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't agree with this person, Mm -hmm. you know? But still, and, and you know, and then to realize, oh, I can, I can still vote, even if I, you know, I can vote for whoever I agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, and different things like that. I think and that's education what I want. is key. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I want people to do. I want people to be knowledgeable and don't just take your vote for granted. Right. Your vote, I mean, really impacts the future. Mm. It really does. It impacts the future. And so that's why it's so important. I mean... I, I mean, I've been black most of my life. I mean, all of my life, right? Not most of my <laughs> no, life. Right. I mean, like, most of my life, but all of my life, right? But hear me when I say that most people of color are Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. And if you ask them why they're Democrats... Because my, my, my mama told me to be a Democrat. They don't right. know why they're Democrats. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a lifelong Democrat. But you know, like I know, both parties take us for granted. But the average person does not know why they are a Democrat. Right. Now, I can articulate why I'm a Democrat, but um, most Republicans, if you ask them, ask 10 Republicans, what do they all agree on? And they will say, tell you family values whether they live them or exercise them or not. Right. But the reality is, if you ask 10 Democrats why they're Democrats, you'll probably get nine different answers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I want people to not only be knowledgeable about their vote, know why they're voting a certain way, but also understand why you remember a certain party. Now, there's no perfect candidates and there are no perfect parties, but because I be- I don't believe in trickle-down theory, I believe in building from the bottom up. And so because that is the party that can essentially um, help to build from the bottom up, I aligned myself with that party. But if I'm honest with you, I'm not pleased with the status quo. Yeah, right. And, I'm not in line with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the ugly in the room for a second. Mm. I like ugly. So people, and and the, especially people of our culture, mm-hmm. black black mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can I can say this because I'm black, um, feel that well I'm not gonna vote because it's already corrupt or my vote right. doesn't matter. Yeah. 
or um, it, there, it, 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 it's, it's always been this way. Mm-hmm. How, what do you say to that? Um, it's just what I said in my previous statement. It's like a no vote is essentially uh, yes. a vote. And you can't complain if you don't engage. And that's why I tell people you should be civically engaged. And yes, you should vote. And the onus is on us. You can't expect anybody to change your circumstances. You have to be willing to do your part. Right. Right. And as quiet as it's kept in Jacksonville, Florida, there are more registered Democrats than there are Republicans. Mm. And there are more African-Americans registered in the party than any other nationality. But you couldn't tell it from our from our Mm -hmm. demographics or from the city council. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's Republican dominated. And why is that? Because. Democrats and in particular young people don't show up to the polls. They don't show up because they're already defeated. So when you talk about, you know, and then the first to say somebody got a slave mentality, but that's a slave mentality. It's almost like you Mm. don't even have the courage or you don't have the courage to vote Mm -hmm. or you won't even show up to see. But if people showed up, we could. (laughs) So the reality is, you know, people need to show up to the polls because we have the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the supervisor of elections page, you'll see that yeah, there are more re- there are yeah. more registered Democrats than Republicans, mm-hmm. but we only have four seats. Mm. Well, Let me ask you a question. Let me you ask you a question. Um, and I'm I'm for me with your you had a, a very effective campaign. I had a chance to you know take pictures with our um, with our, our, our previous mayor and um, you know just Alvin Brown watching him and you know taking pictures and s- sending them in and I work with uh, and I think I met you with Ken Jefferson and I work with him when he was running for sheriff and I got a chance to learn you know like I, that's when that was my education being a photographer in those moments I learned you know things but you ran an effective campaign did you have one question if the polls were like uh, accounted for correctly because you know you're a poll watcher so um let me say that um <laughs> when i was a candidate because i don't I w- think you lost well no i mean i lost yeah right. i lost no i mean no i mean but you ran a, a great I, I, campaign. No, I, I would say i didn't lose um in the sense of being a person right right but i lost the election and so you have to remember that um the incumbent at that time mm-hmm. um you know had name recognition and yeah. she'd been around for years yeah. and same thing like with Al Lawson yeah. he's been around for more than 27 years yeah. and so the people in Tallahassee know his name yeah, they, Not yeah. they may not necessarily know how he votes they may not know how he votes against you know yeah. issues that impact the people in his district because the people in his district are, don't hold him accountable. They don't check the vote. They don't check the record wow. to see that, you mm. know what, he has voted a third of the time with President Trump. Mm. They don't, you know, and I don't even know how many people remember during the State of the Union how he clapped for Trump mm. or know that you know, he's... See, it was brought up. It was or, mentioned, yeah. Or know that he was act that he was actually financed when I was in the race with he and Corrine Brown. And I typically don't mention those names, but yeah. he was um, in fact financed by um, Republican lobbyist Susie Wiles and Brian Ballard. And so that's public record, but people don't follow the money. They don't see where the money comes from. Now, I refuse to accept money from big business or special interests. So I have people who want to volunteer for me, but they want to get paid. And I'm like, no, if you dance to the music, you got to pay the piper. (laughs) 
so I don't take their money. (laughs) So that's why I, you know, that's why I have to, you know, run a very lean machine because I refuse to take big money from big business because if you take their money, you got to do what they say. You got to, yeah. yeah. So if you dance to the music, you got to pay the piper. So I like to dance because I like the beat, not because somebody's telling me. When when will there be a debate? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. ahead. No. Um, do you have any uh, debates planned? So um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that um, you know different organizations will host debates. I'm also hoping um, that some of the television stations or some of the radio stations will host a debate because that's how people get the information. Because what I realized the last time is the media is very powerful. That's why I started the LJ Holloway Show because the media is very powerful, mm-hmm. and I, I could not get any press. Now, there was a reporter from the Florida Times Union who would show up when I would invite him to things, and he would always do beautiful stories and take beautiful photos, but his editor would never run my stuff. And same thing with television with producers. So, you know, you want to be, you know, you come out, but if the producer says, no, we're not going to run that, then they don't run it. Now, Jim Piggott used to call all the time when I was running, but he wanted to know if I had a quote or something to say about Corrine Brown because at that time she had legal woes. But because I was running for Congress to represent the people, not to put another sister down, I refused to comment. Right? right? I said, now, if you want to talk about the issues, I'm happy to. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know the only time I got press is when I had that debate, and that was with all three candidates. And I I was, I, you know, I believe I was head and shoulder above the rest. And I, but it was you know, a week before the election and how many people actually tuned in, right. you know, but yeah. press is important and money is important if you don't get the press. Right. Oh. So for all those reasons, um, it's important for people not only to not keep, you know, candidates that they support a secret, but to say it, to share it and to talk about the issues. That's right. Well said. Wow. wow. We just got educated on civics 101 right yes, here. Yes, really. On Taste Test Live. Truly. First I, time ever. I'm supposed to be a guest, not a civics teacher, but no, yeah. no, no, I'm no, an no. educator at heart. Let so, me tell you, it, no, it, this is, it is, I think, again, Gush, going back to what I said, I think it's really important that we now learn. It's like, this is your right. opportunity because if we do not, there's something called a cycle. Right? What do cycles do? They go yeah. around and around and around and around. You can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. Because that's called what? Insanity. Insanity. Right. And I don't want to be considered insane. Right. Mm. So I think it's time to educate ourselves as a people, as a as a community, as right. a country. Um, really, 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 really ask the tough questions. Really, really hold our our, legisl- our legislatives, our, 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 the individuals that are running in office that we voted and we put in office, hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. People think I should run for office all the time. I'm the person that sits behind the scenes and supports people who run for office. And, you know, it's funny because oftentimes people will ask people to run for office, but they don't even understand <laughs> why they're asking. the per- They might like the personality. That's and so that's is. what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, typically people yeah. vote on personalities. Yeah. And so I realized that, you know what, I am very serious. I don't shuck and jive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I mean, I was most When you humor- need to. Yeah, when I need to. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I was most humorous. 
in high school. So, yes, I can be funny <laughs> yes, yes. when I need to be funny, but um, people's lives are at stake. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Absolutely. when I grew up in Jacksonville, there were businesses on Sutel. There were businesses mm-hmm. on um, East 21st Street. There were businesses on Phoenix Avenue. There were businesses on on Davis Street. There was businesses, you know, in, in, in most of the communities that are, you know, minority majority. Right. But guess what? Now, young people who live in those neighborhoods, they don't see businesses. They see boarded up buildings mm-hmm. or buildings torn down. And children can only be what they see. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. unless you go to the library and you're reading and you, you know, or you're watching something on TV that inspires you. If you don't see it, then you think that, you know, these things don't exist for you. And I want people to understand that this is America. Now, she has not shaped to her creed because I have not seen liberty and justice for all. But I'm crazy enough to believe that if enough of us do our part, that our democracy can work. There you have it. Yeah, I think a a voteless people are hopeless people. So I do believe people should vote. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, take a quick moment and tell everybody where, what, what, what's the most important thing they can do right now to help you? The, the most important thing people can do to help me is A, register to vote and make sure that students who are 17 years and six months of age are registered so that when they're 18, they can vote. Make sure that convicted felons who are not sure that, that if they can vote, that they go and register because I hate for someone to be eligible to vote and not vote because they thought they weren't eligible. You'll be surprised after all the work we did to get amendment four on the ballot and passed that then that there are so many, so many felons who have not gone to register, even though they now have the right. Mm-hmm. They have not gone to register. And so we like the debate is coming on at nine, um, which is probably already on. And I thought I'd be able to see it. But the presidential primary preference, that election is March 18. But the deadline to register to vote for that particular election is February 18. So what people can do to help me is between now and February 18, at least register to vote. So even if your card does not come back, back and say that you have the right to vote, we have time to remedy that or to cure that so that you will be eligible to vote in the primary on August 18, you know, 2020, Mm -hmm. because I need your vote. It's a primary. It's right in the heart of summer, right before school goes back. So the turnout is already, I mean, disgustingly low in Mm. Duval County. When I ran in 2016, the turnout was 19 percent. And don't let it be raining. Right. So it's only 19 percent of the electorate turned out to vote. Right. Right. So we need more people to register to vote and show up at the polls to actually go out and vote. So that's one way you can help me is to vote. But the other thing is to do your research. While I am the best candidate out of the candidates who are in the 5th Congressional District, I mean, I have the experience. I worked on Capitol Hill for Congresswoman Carrie Meek. I sold the largest deal in history at United States Customs. And my claim to fame in D.C. was when Colin Powell said after 9-11, thanks to LexisNexis, we were able to track down al-Qaeda. Well, that was as a result of a deal that yours truly sold. I mean, I worked at the Environmental Protection Agency, and I was a part of a group there called the No Fear Act. And then what the No Fear Act was, was to 
protect scientists. It's pretty much like whistleblower protection. It was to protect scientists who wanted to come out and say, hey, this water is not safe. But because of regulations and, politi- and political reasons, mm-hmm. they couldn't say, you know. So we got that done. But it was, you know, the No Fear Act so that people would not have any fear and could come out and say what is and what wasn't. And that came at a cost. But look, I mean, I believe that we should speak truth to power or at minimum die trying because you're going to die anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So my warrior spirit doesn't let me Mm -hmm. remain silent. I mean, I believe that people should be informed. So um, one thing is I want people to not only vote for me, but to do the research um, and make sure that, hey, you know what? My vote for L.J. Holloway means something to me because she is qualified. Yes. But the last thing is, don't keep it a secret. You're only as you're only as good as the people who know about you, whether it's in your business or, you know, your taste test show. If you don't have a marketing plan and people don't know about your show, it could be the best show out. But if you're no right. one knows that it's out, mm-hmm. no one knows. Same thing with your mm-hmm. photographer. You, you know, have a wonderful eye. But if it is not distributed, no one knows. Mm. I mean, the same thing with your music, you know. So when you we talk about, you know, how you had street teams during the jazz festival, Mm -hmm. that's effective. You know, I was able to get on a show um, on Channel 12 with with Shannon Ogden Mm -hmm. because that's what I was doing. I was out in the streets. Obama had come to town. He was out on the west side. And I was like, you know what? I need some press. I'm going to be out here. So guess what? I was out there with my son, and Shannon Doctor said, what are you doing? And I told him, and he called me, and I was on the show. So I do believe in retail politics, and so <laughs> I need people to share. No, okay. really, I mean, tell someone. Tell people, you know what, LJ, I heard LJ Holloway, and not only is she qualified, look, she believes in term limits. She doesn't want to take money from big business or special interests. Look, she's what the people need. You know, I'm not trying to be there forever. I'm going there to right the ship and to sit down. I mean, even bread gets stale, you know, so you can't be anywhere forever. I mean, you know, we talk about bread. I'm the only woman in the in the um, in the race. There are four others in the race and I'm the only woman in the race. And I will tell you that when women are elected officials, typically, you know, just in life, period, if a woman has one piece of bread. She can cut it 12 ways mm-hmm. and everybody gets fed, right? Mm-hmm. So for all those reasons, I say for a better day, vote L.J. Holloway. Yes. You heard it here. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so good. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like supercharged now. Yes. Like I have a political battery in my back. <laughs> so I can look forward to seeing you sharing information. Yes. Without or question. telling others. Without you question. I'm going to take your entire bio. Right. And um, all the, any, anything that you shared with me earlier and links, okay. they'll be on tastetest.live. Okay. Um, that is our show. Let's go ahead and close out, guys. If you like what you heard, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Please visit tastetest.live to find all of our old episodes and hear more by subscribing to our podcast. We're on nearly every service out there to include Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Yes, just search Taste Test Live and you can subscribe to our channel and you'll get notified the moment we release a new episode. If you like what you heard today, do us a favor and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and give us those five stars. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you again to LaShonda Holloway. 
Thank you so very much. She also launched a the the people powered campaign to rise up against the status quo of underachieving of politicians in Florida's fifth congressional district. We wish you much much success and to a successful campaign. Uh, and thank you again for this educational lesson on civics. Yes, please. And your listeners can follow me via social media yes. on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LJ, the number four Congress. Or you can find me on the World Wide Web. I know that's antiquated, but they can find me at LJ Holloway for Congress. And that's F-O-R. Thank you. Thank you so very much. For your time. Thanks, guys. Special thanks to our friends at WJCT for always allowing us to use their studios to deliver this great podcast to you guys. This episode of Taste Test Live has been sponsored in part by our friends at WJCT. WJCT is a leader in public broadcasting in Northeast Florida. Please support local radio and television. WJCT is a nonprofit organization in order to keep great music shows and this awesome programming on 89.9. Consider making a pledge or making a donation. For more information, head over to WJCT.org slash radio. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast. Taste Test Live is supported by listeners like you. If you enjoy the show and want to make sure I can keep making it at this rate, then head over to tastetest.live and click the button that says Patreon. There you can learn how you can help and get some perks for your support. If you're unable to support Taste Test Live financially, then share the show. Tell your friends about it and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. I really enjoy sharing this podcast with you and producing it every week. Thank you so much for listening.